Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. number 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. Well, as with yesterday, today I have to start with the lawlessness in our own country. With the politicization and criminalization of the legal process, depending on who you are, And we'll get to these other subjects as well, but I need to get to this first. Because if I don't explain it, nobody else will. Not that they don't try, but it's just the way it is. Here's a headline, ladies and gentlemen. In USA Today. Department of Justice seeks 131 more prosecutions for January 6 cases as investigation of Capitol riot continues. Part of their budget proposal unveiled on Monday, writes Kevin Johnson. You know, ladies and gentlemen, our investigators and our prosecutors have a lot of time on their hands. Rather than investigating criminals at the federal level, rather than investigating terrorists at the federal level, Rather than looking into the cartels who are bringing fentanyl into this country, who killed 110,000 people last year, many of them young people. Rather than dealing with MS-13 and the, and the murder rates going over in this country, record numbers. And the list goes on of what the FBI is not doing. They continue to investigate people for the most part, who are parading on public lands, hence trespassing. 
for which they are forced to go in front of a federal judge who sits there in a black robe, stares down at them from the bench, and demands that unless they want to serve long sentences in a federal gulag, that they confess, they confess to their political failures, to their the fact that they endorsed Donald Trump, the fact that they had questions about this election. We've never seen anything like this in American history. Nothing like this. And of course, this is where the culture is. This is where the media are. This is where the Democrat Party are. The same, the same elements in this society. We have never seen people treated like this. Never. Well, that's not true, is it? That's not true. People in the civil rights movement were treated like this. I know people will take that out of context. doesn't much matter. And yet this is how these people are treated. Now, again, to emphasize for the goons over at Media Matters and the clowns over at Mediate, nobody supports violence against police officers or the Capitol building or members of Congress, unless you're on the left. The Weather Underground, the Black Panthers, Antifa, you know, the Marxist left. I don't. The Justice Department is seeking 131 more attorneys to pursue prosecutions streaming from the sprawling investigation into the deadly capital attack, signaling no immediate end to one of the largest criminal inquiries in U.S. history. This is Kevin Johnson, low IQ, left-wing goon, in my view. Deadly capital attack. They shot a female, a veteran, dead, who committed no act of violence, who broke nothing, who attacked nobody. That's the death that occurred on that day. Subsequent heart attacks or strokes or what have you, they lump those in. But of course they don't when they're counting the dead when it comes to Black Lives Matter or Antifa, do they? The request for additional personnel was part of Justice's $37.7 billion 2023 budget proposal Unveiled Monday by Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco. She is a left-wing hack. She effectively is running the Department of Injustice because Meritless Garland is another head case. He's another one on a slippery slope, if you get my drift. Regardless of whatever resources we see or get, let's be very, very clear. We're going to hold those perpetrators accountable, no matter where the facts lead us, no matter what level. Monaco said, wow, she's strong. She, excuse me, it. More than 775 people have been charged so far in connection with the attack. Everybody was not involved in the attack. As I said, many have been charged with minor misdemeanors like trespassing and parading. Though justice has repeatedly declined to comment on whether the investigation includes the conduct of former President Donald Trump, his advisors, or other members of the administration inciting the assault on seeking to overturn the 2020 election. Now, this is where Kevin Johnson and USA Today come down. 
No doubt their fingernails are full of dirt from the Russia collusion lies that they were involved in. But now it's Trump. Trump's that target, ladies and gentlemen. Trump. But first, we've got to get the family and the friends around Trump. First, we've got to get more, more scalps. More contempt. Criminal contempt, preferably. This from Breitbart today. From our buddy Joe Pollack. Actually, yesterday, doesn't matter. The January 6th committee voted to recommend Monday that former White House communications official Dan Scavino be held in criminal contempt of Congress based on false claims by the committee that Scavino refused to comply with it. This guy is a great guy, Scavino. A nice guy. Wouldn't harm a a kitten. Wouldn't jaywalk. He has applied the last several years of his life to assisting President Trump. But he's, you see, in the quote-unquote inner circle. So he needs to be taken down. Correspondence revealed, excuse me, correspondence reviewed by Breitbart News indicates clearly that Scavino's attorneys informed the committee he was willing to cooperate but was concerned about violating executive privilege and the unclear scope of requested testimony. These are two separate issues, neither of which the committee addressed in the contempt report that was the basis for the Monday evening vote, though the courts have ruled against former President Trump's assertion of privilege over some documents held by the National Archives. They have not ruled on whether executive privilege would also be invalid, regarding Scavino's requested testimony, for example, about verbal communications he may have had with the former president of the United States. The Democrats will rue the day. They will rue the day, because one day, one of their boys or girls will be in the dock. These Democrat judges, like Judge Jackson, I might add, they will rue the day that they have destroyed separation of powers. They will rue the day that they have empowered a rogue committee of Congress, which is not bipartisan, might be bisexual in the case of Swalwell, I'm not sure, but it's definitely not bipartisan. It's the plaything of Joseph Stalin's, well, Nancy Pelosi. They look very similar in the right light, if you ask me, but that's just my opinion. Moreover, Scavino's attorneys pointed out to the committee the scope of the committee's request for testimony was both vague and ever-expanding. The contempt report claims that it identified specific topics for Scavino to address, but as a letter from his lawyers noted February 8th, the committee also told Scavino's attorneys that, quote, that the committee reserves the right to question Mr. Scavino about other topics, creating the possibility that other executive privilege claims could arise during testimony. The contempt report does not address the question of whether there would be any limit to the inquiry. Instead, it makes unsubstantiated and to any Reddit user laughable claims that Scavino, quote, may have had advance warning about the potential for violence on January 6th, unquote, because he once followed R. The Donald, a now defunct Reddit forum with close to a million users, a few of whom posted alarming comments on a successor site called The Donald. Dot Quinn months and perhaps years later. 
In a statement Monday night, committee chair representative Bernie Bernie Hall Thompson, Bernie Hill Thompson, claimed that Scavino strung us along for months before making it clear that he believes he's above the law. In fact, it was the committee itself that was responsible for a delay of months. As the contempt report makes clear, the committee did not attempt to write to Scavino between December 9 and February 4 for two months. Despite receiving a response from Scavino's attorneys to the December 9 letter on December 13. Let's see if there's an honest judge left in Washington, D.C. Let's see if there's an honest district court left in Washington, D.C. I say there's not. The contempt report also falsely claims that Scavino refused to comply with the select committee subpoena in any way. Though the correspondence referred to by the report itself reveals Scavino's attorney said he would comply once he, had, once he knew the scope of the inquiry and had clarity about the extent to which executive privilege would cover his testimony. The partisan committee, perhaps fearing the upcoming midterm elections, appears to have rushed to find Scavino in attempt. Yes, Pelosi appointed both the Democrats and the Republicans to committee. We will have Liz Cheney's Republican primary challenger on this program in hour three. Please don't miss it. Harriet Hegman. She will be on the program. We want to give her our full support. We want her to crush Dizzy Liz Cheney. Kingsinger, I think, is still walking into walls. Though Cheney and Kingsinger are known for their hostility toward Trump, the result is that witnesses at closed-door depositions before the committee are not questioned by two opposing sides, but by attorneys who are all on the same side. And legal challenges claim the subpoenas issued by the committee are invalid because the enabling resolution requires they be approved in consultation with the ranking member. There is no ranking member. Pelosi appointed the Republicans. The committee also voted to recommend that former Trump trade official Peter Navarro be held in contempt. Already Congress has voted to recommend former Trump advisor Bannon former White House Chief of Staff Meadows, for prosecution by the department. The Justice Department has historically ignored such referrals because they view them as politically oriented. Notably, when Republicans referred Eric Holder, remember that? Jerk. And IRS official Lois Lerner for contempt. They ignored them. They charged Bannon. Navarro has said candidly in interviews that the plan among Trump loyalists was to use a peaceful protest at the Capitol to pressure Congress and Vice President Mike Pence to reject the certification of the Electoral College votes. Well, that's perfectly legal, as I said yesterday. As I said yesterday. If it's not perfectly legal, then members of Congress who objected to certain electoral votes and electors in 2000 when George Weasel Bush, I mean George W. Bush, sought the presidency. Or thereafter, 2016, when Donald J. Trump sought the presidency, all of those people should be charged with crimes. Contrary to the claims of the January 6th committee, Navarro has said that the violence that erupted interfered with the plan, and in fact ensured its failure. I got a lot more. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country, that too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Remember how I sat here? Almost, I guess it's almost five years to the day now. Laid out how Trump was being spied on. And in fact, he was. And there were leaks coming out of the Department of Justice, out of the FBI, out of the White House, out of the intel agencies. It was a setup. I'm doing the same thing now five years later. But replace those entities with this committee. They're abusing their subpoena powers. They're using your tax dollars to advance a political agenda. They're trying to destroy the former president and everybody around him. I haven't even discussed this with the former president. And they're trying to create a criminal pretext, a basis, out of an abusive system for the Department of Justice. In other words, there are due processes that are involved in investigations. There are subpoena processes that are involved in investigations. You have lawyers for defendants who can defend themselves, who can challenge things in court and so forth. What's happening here is none of that. Obviously, there's some challenges in courts, but that's not my point. People are being held in contempt if they dare to challenge what this committee's doing. And courts are backing up this committee. So this is a way around the constitutional process. This is a way around uh, the criminal process. This is a way around Anglo-American legal systems uh, to embrace a Stalinist approach to investigating your political opponents. I hope you heard every word I said, because I'm not done. I'll be right back. Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country, that too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, 
and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin, America's mentor of conservatism. Call now at 877-381-3811. Well, there's more. You can see this building. As this committee leaks, is the same Department of Justice that went after Republican legislatures over abortion and over voting laws. The same Department of Justice that went over after parents across this country for daring to raise concerns about what their children are being taught, peacefully protesting, rounding up more and more citizens, if you will. CBS News, so you can see the leaking that's taking place, right? You can see the leaking that's taking place. You can see the setups that are occurring. Here we go again, and we have to fight this. And, of course, the media are repeating and regurgitating what CBS News has said. White House records turned over to House show seven-hour gap in Trump phone log on January 6th. Internal White House records from the day of the attack on the U.S. Capitol that were turned over to the House Select Committee show a gap in President Donald Trump's phone logs of seven hours and 37 minutes, including the period when the building was being violently assaulted, according to documents obtained by CBS Chief Election and Campaign Correspondent Robert Costa. So it's leaked to Costa. And the Washington Post Associate Editor Bob Woodward. So it's leaked to Woodward. Lack of an official White House notation of any calls placed to or by Trump for 457 minutes. They give you that just so you can really, they can underscore their attack. From 11.17 a.m. to 6.54 p.m. on January 6, 2021 means there's no record of the calls made by Trump as his supporters descended on the U.S. Capitol. Battled, overwhelmed police and forcibly entered the building, prompting lawmakers and Vice President Pence to flee for their safety. This is how CBS reports this. Now, for part of the time, at least, Mr. Producer, wasn't Donald Trump giving a speech? So, for part of the time, presumably when he's going from the White House, giving a speech, greeting people, going back to the White House, it's very conceivable his phone wasn't even turned on. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, nobody's had an opportunity to respond to anything, to any of this. Nobody. It's all one-sided. It's all being leaked. It's all intended to persuade you through the, the corrupt media. This is very, very important to understand. Just like they pushed everybody to rush to judgment on Russia collusion to even launch a criminal investigation. This is what they want to do again. Listen to me. I know this stuff. I know what they're doing. I'm laying it out. I'm laying it out. This is what they're doing. The 11 pages of records. So it's handed them by this committee. This is one of the reasons a lot of people are concerned about cooperating with this committee. It's like handing your own henchmen information. To send you to the guillotine. This is more of the French Revolution. 
11 pages of records, which consist of the president's official daily diary and the White House switchboard call log, were turned over by the National Archives earlier this year to the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack. The records show that Trump was active on the phone for part of the day, documenting conversations he had with at least eight people in the morning and 11 people that evening. The gap also stands in stark contrast to the extensive public reporting about phone conversations he had with allies during the attack. The House panel is now investigating whether Trump communicated that day through back channels. Phones of AIDS are personal disposable phones known as burner phones. Donald Trump, I wouldn't think, even knows what a burner phone is. What the hell is one? One of those throwaway phones? So what did he do? Go to a CVS and buy throwaway phones? Is that what the president did? Just think about the stupidity of this report. According to two people with knowledge of the probe, who, like others interviewed for this report, spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive information. In other words, committee members and staff. The committee is also scrutinizing whether it received the full log from that day. Well, that wouldn't be determined by Trump. That would be determined by the National Archives. The records show former White House Chief Strategist Stephen K. Bannon, who said on his January 5 podcast that all hell is going to break loose tomorrow, spoke with Trump twice on January 6th. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? That could have been any time on January 6th. So you see how the game is played? And what if the president did use his private phone? I think he was known to use his private phone. We know Obama used his private phone. We know Hillary used her private phone. We know nothing ever happened to them, whether it was Benghazi, whether it was Hillary destroying emails, anything of the sort. But it goes on. We're not done. Now you know why I started with this. Mark down this date, Mr. Producer. Mark down this broadcast. D-N-Y-U-Z. The hell does that stand for? It must be Democrat something or other. New York University, I guess. Federal prosecutors and congressional investigators have gathered growing evidence. Hear that? Federal prosecutors and congressional investigators have gathered growing evidence of how a tweet by President Trump less than three weeks before January 6, 2021, served as a crucial call to action for extremist groups that played a central role in storming the Capitol. In other words, a public tweet where almost 90 million of Trump's followers in the whole world could read it was a secret message, Mr. Producer, to extremist groups. What was the tweet? Mr. Trump's Twitter post in the early hours of December 19, 2020 was the first time he publicly urged supporters to come to Washington the day Congress was scheduled to certify the Electoral College results, showing Joseph R. Biden Jr. as the winner of the presidential vote. But Joseph R. Biden Jr., a.k.a. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., was not elected president until the electors decided. That's the point. Anyway, what's this message? The secret message is message which concluded with, quote, be there, will be wild, unquote, has long been seen as instrumental in drawing the crowds that attended a pro-Trump rally on the eclipse on January 6th, and then marched to the Capitol, be there, will be wild. What about where he said, be peaceful, Mr. Producer, when they were there? This is your corrupt media, but the Justice Department criminal investigation of the riot and the parallel inquiry by the House Select Committee, and this 
is effectively a confession that the media know and I know, now you know what's going on. The parallel inquiry by the House Select Committee. I am making the claim right now that criminal investigators at the Department of Justice are working with the House Select Committee to get information they could not otherwise get, that is the Department of Justice, through our constitutional system. But the House can get as surrogates for the criminal investigators at the Department of Justice without going through the usual criminal processes. That is exactly what's going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first, and more importantly, you heard it here, period, because I'm telling you what's taking place. I would urge the backbenchers to start to pay attention to this. That the Justice Department's criminal investigation of the riot and the parallel inquiry by the House Select Committee, and it also explains why people subpoenaed to testify and provide information to the House don't want to do it, or if they do, they claim the Fifth Amendment because they know that they're working together, have increasingly shown how Mr. Trump's post was a powerful catalyst, particularly for far-right militants who believed he was facing his final chance to reverse defeat and whose role in fomenting the violence has come under intense scrutiny. He didn't foment any violence. They can't even tell you how. Is this the best they can do? Be there will be wild? That's now code words for come, let's riot. Let's have an insurrection and overthrow the Congress. Unbelievable. Extremist groups almost immediately celebrated Mr. Trump's Twitter message, which they widely interpreted as an invitation to descend on the city in force. Uh, I don't think they needed an invitation to do that. Responding to the president's words, the group sprang into action. Court filings and interviews by the House Committee show. You can see how the House Committee is putting together the narrative, feeding it to the media and feeding it to the Department of Justice to put pressure on them. Extremists began to set up encrypted communications channels, acquire protective gear, and in one case, prepare heavily armed quick reaction forces to be staged outside the White House because they got the message from the president who sent it out to the whole world on Twitter. Be there, we'll be wild, you see. Even though when there he said, be peaceful even though he offered the National Guard to Pelosi. No, no, none of that's in the story. They also began to whip up their members with a drumpy Pelagos language. Well, you were getting closer to January 6th. It wasn't that Trump was whipping up anybody, and he's free to speak out about the election, and it's becoming more and more apparent that there were severe problems in this election. I mean, you have a billionaire that pours over $400 million into the election, effectively to control precincts in heavy Democrat areas? That seems to me to be very important. Prosecutors have included examples in at least five criminal cases of extremists reacting within days, often hours, to Mr. Trump's post. That proves nothing. One of those who responded to the post was Guy Wesley Reffitt, an oil-filled worker from Texas, who this month became the first January 6th defendant to be convicted at trial. 
Within a day of Mr. Trump's Twitter post, he was talking about it on a private group chat with other members of the far-right militia organization, the Texas Three Percenters. Well, that proves it. That proves that Trump got the secret message out publicly. Our president will need us, all of us. On January 6th, Mr. Redero, we the people owe him that debt. He sacrificed for us and we must pay that debt. And this is Trump, you see. And this article goes on and on and on. And this is the precursor to what the committee will write and what the Department of Justice will do. This is quintessential Stalinism and abuse of power. And the media will support every syllable of it. Why? Because they're corrupt. They're the Pravda and Tosk of America. We don't have a free press. We have propagandists, advocates, morons, pukes. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country? That too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. When Vladimir Putin and he and his thugs announce that they're going to start withdrawing forces from the northeast area of Ukraine, which they have claimed as their own, we call that Bolshevik bull. May I say that, Mr. Producer? Bolshevik bull. They're bringing forces in from Georgia, part of which they conquered. They're bringing forces in from eastern Russia, Chechnya and other places as well. We have what's called satellites. We can see what they're doing. They're repositioning forces. That's what they're doing. Now, the fact of the matter is, a stalemate is not good enough for the Ukrainians. Because... Putin remembers Stalingrad and other battles that the Russians had during World War II. And he figures, if we lose more soldiers, we lose more soldiers. We'll outlast them. We have a bigger population, a bigger army, and more more weapons. That's what he figures. And in many ways, he could be right. The people of Ukraine have suffered horrifically, horrifically, 
Every single person in Ukraine has been affected by this. Some obviously more than others. Some obviously more than others. And the Putin wing of the Republican Party, Putin wing of the Democrat Party, Putin wing of the media, they've kind of gone quiet because despite all the propaganda that the Ukrainians are winning, the strategy of Putin, in the end, could do enormous human damage. People are saying Joe Biden's trying to stretch out this war. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden doesn't know how to stretch out a meal. To the extent this war is stretched out, it's because we're not providing Ukraine with the armaments they've been begging for. MiG fighters and tanks. How long do you think 50, 55 old MiG-29s can last? They have mechanical problems. They have electrical problems. They don't have the parts to replace them with. They can't last forever. They can't last forever. So I say this. Rather than funding 121 new lawyers at the Department of Justice, let's take that money and help the Ukrainians to fight our enemies. Rather than rounding up more American citizens, for God's sake. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Ron DeSantis at a press conference today. I told you, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or Cruz or whomever, they're going to try and destroy their reputations. Because that's the nature of the media. That's the nature of the media. Ron DeSantis believes in liberty. He believes in small government. He believes in low taxes. He believes in leaving people alone. He believes in following the science. And so he's controversial as a consequence. And he also believes little kids should not be subjected to the sexual demands of the LGBTQI community, the Democrat Party community, the media community that they should be left alone. But apparently, that's not the way it's supposed to go. Let's listen to some of what DeSantis had to say today. Cut nine, go. For Disney to come out and put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it I think one was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. 
this state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. Mm-hmm. Cut, nine, go. I also thought it was interesting. I talked to the Speaker of the House yesterday afternoon, and he said Disney never called him while they were putting this through the House. They didn't seem to have a problem with it when it was going through. If this was such an affront, why weren't they speaking up at the outset? And yet they won't. And then for them to say they're going to actively work to repeal substantive protections for parents as a company that is supposedly marketing its services to parents with young children, uh, I think they crossed the line. And, you know, people ask me, you know, kind of about, you know, their posture on the bill. I said, you know what? If we would have put in the bill that you were not allowed to have curriculum that discussed the oppression of the Uyghurs in China, Disney would have endorsed that in a second. And that's the hypocrisy of this. And, um, you know, we're going to make sure we're fighting back when people are threatening our parents and threatening our kids. Mm -hmm. Actor Ron Perlman, he played Beauty and the Beast. He was part of the Beast. This is one weird-looking dude. Don't you think, Mr. Reducer? He's so weird-looking. He's also a crazy-ass. I mean, you can see the level of intelligence, not completely, but in so much of Hollywood. We're going to have some fantastic guests this Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin. I'm not going to give you the names yet, but including one gentleman who's been there a long time. And he's going to be on my show. Please, later in the week, I'll tell you who, but please watch, please DVR it. And by the way, we won again, Mr. Producer, because of you, you Levinites in the audience. We had the biggest ratings on Sunday night, Saturday night. You can combine CNN and MSNBC together against us. We defeated them both combined because of you. I don't take credit for any of this. I just want you to hear the guests and hear the subject matter. It's because of you. Actor Ron Perlman, on a Twitter video today, I'm sure he won't be canceled. Now remember, I told you what this law does last week. It's a very straightforward, rational law. And yet, and yet, it's under attack because... Because the radical left knows no bounds. Go ahead. Cut 11. Good morning, Governor DeSantis. Ron here. Um, don't say gay. Don't say gay. That's not in the law, you idiot. You moron. You weird-looking moron. Go ahead. Don't say as the first two words... In a sentence spoken by a political leader of a state. Does this guy sound like the dumbest guy on two feet? Doesn't he? Doesn't he, Rich? Uh, uh, don't. Uh, did you read the law, you putz? You know you didn't read it. You know you didn't read it, you freak. Where's Will Smith when we need him? Go ahead. In the United States of America, don't say. Don't f- say, you f- Nazi pig. 
What? He didn't tell anybody not to say gay. You foul-mouthed buffoon. Go ahead. First Amendment. Read about it. Then run for office. You piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So you can say that if you're a, uh, a brain-dead, radical left-wing, bestial-looking creature in Hollywood. You can say that. That's okay. Corey Bernhardt, a teacher on MSNBC today, is very concerned. Very concerned. Cut 12, go. So, so do you worry that you won't even be able to talk about your own personal home life? I mean, I, I have a child in kindergarten right now. I know exactly that my, my child has two teachers, one of which has a daughter at home um, and is single. The other is married and has four children. I, I know everything about their lives because my kid tells me. Oh, yes, man. You don't know everything about their lives. And neither do your kids. Used to be the government was supposed to stay out of the bedroom. Remember that, American? Stay out of the damn bedroom. I was for that. Except when we're aborting. Other than that, stay out of the bedroom. Now it's, can we tell your five-year-old what we're doing in our bedroom? Can we please? Let's listen to teacher Corey Bernhardt. Go ahead. Absolutely. You are 100% correct. Um, that's what we do as educators. We build relationships with our kids. And in order to build relationships, you talk about your home life. You talk about what you do. I don't remember weekend. my teachers talking about their home lives. Do you, Rich? They never talked about their home lives with me. I didn't even know who their spouses were, if they even had spouses. Go ahead. That's building community. I It scares me to death that I'm not going to be able to have these conversations with my children because they're going to ask me what I did on the weekend. I don't want to have to hide that my partner and I went paddle boarding this weekend because yeah. then they ask, well, what does partner mean, Mr. Bernard? And, you know, I, I'm worried. Can I tell them what it means? I'm also worried for my kids. You can I, tell them what it means, you idiot. Just don't tell them what you do in your bedroom. Just don't tell them about genitalia. Just don't tell them about the transgender movement. Just don't tell them about sex. You're a teacher and you don't know what the law says? What's with this uh, Yasmin uh, blah, blah, blah? What's her problem over there at MSLSD? Vosokjian or whatever. Yasmin. What, are you an idiot too? The answer is yes. You're over at MSNBC. Unbelievable. It's controversial, you see, ladies and gentlemen, to leave little kids alone from preschool to third grade. What about fourth and fifth and sixth grade? This law isn't over the top. This law isn't a problem. It's because the culture is out of control. And a minority of people control the culture, and they demand to control the culture. And despite what you want your children to learn and not learn, it doesn't matter. Listen to this guy. I'm not supposed to say who my partner is. First of all, why are you talking about all that crap? 
I never learned that. I didn't know whose partner was whose partner. I didn't know who was married to who. But no, that's not what the law says. This is why kids don't learn math. They don't learn science. They don't learn real history. This is why they don't learn literature. They're learning this crap. I hate to tell you this something, Teacher Bearbart. The classroom's not about you. And it's not your kids. It's somebody else's kids. Now, uh, forget it. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Then we have this overrated candy ass, John Stewart, a.k.a. John Lipschitz. Overrated candy ass, that's what he is. He's on new Apple TV Plus show. You would not recognize this country if you lived in the head of this guy or the heads of these people. You would not recognize this country. The most fantastic country on the face of the earth. For anybody who wants it to be. You see, John Leibowitz, or is it Lipschitz, Mr. Producer? Will you check for me, please? It's Leibowitz. Lipschitz would have been so much more enjoyable. But John Leibowitz has never lived in a totalitarian regime. I haven't either. But I can imagine what it's like. He cannot. He cannot. When you have a guy like him who's made a fortune from being a punk, not even a smart ass, a dumbass. May I say that? I think I will. Shows anybody can make it in America. Cut 14, go. For however sincerely we want to reckon and listen, the truth is America has always prioritized White comfort over black survival. Now listen to this. You see, this is how you destroy the individual. There's 330 million people in this country. He creates a stereotype. He generalizes. And he applies it to races. There are other people who do this. Racists do this. Bigots do it. Other people do it. He does it in a different way. That's all. He does it in a way that's acceptable, that's celebrated. That's celebrated. Go ahead. Black people have had to fight so hard for equality that they've been irreparably set back in the pursuit of equity. 
Now, I don't know what that means exactly. He's certainly right with respect to slavery and people who are freed after slavery and segregation and so forth. But a lot of black people in this country are not the progeny of original slaves or the segregation movement any more than any than all the white people in this country are. We had massive immigration in this country after slavery as well. And we've had it since. But the point is, what exactly is the purpose of these stereotypes? It doesn't improve the life of a single person. Some white people in this country have to work very, very hard to have what they want, to have what they get, to pursue what they desire. Have worked very, very, very hard. They couldn't all go to whatever universities that Stuart went to. Two-thirds of the people in this country have never gone to a four-year college. Many people work very, very hard, but this is the difference between somebody like me and John Stewart. I look at a person, and I look at a person. He does not. He does not. And he goes into reparations. He claims that it, you know white people oppose it because they're coming for our stuff. White people oppose it because they're coming for our SH stuff. There's a lot of reasons to oppose it, which has nothing to do with that. Nothing. Now, John Leibowitz is an extremely wealthy man. Maybe he gives to charity, maybe he doesn't. But if he really believes what he says, then he ought to live the life of a pauper. He ought to live the life of Mahatma Gandhi. But he doesn't really believe it. He can say these things. It's cool. It's okay. It's all right. Saying the right things. Checking the box. He never talked about the pursuit of equity before equity became a phrase, a term that people now use over the last several years, as opposed to equality. And you don't repair damage through reparations. That doesn't repair damage, quote-unquote. It doesn't set off white people because they're white and they're afraid people are coming for their stuff. First of all, it's the government that prints the money and redistributes it. Most, quote-unquote, white people will be totally unaffected economically. That's not the point. What an obnoxious buffoon. Again, where's Will Smith when you need him, Mr. Producer? ABC News report today. National Football League is really hip. National Football League is really hip, ladies and gentlemen. It's gone from defending the National Football League, opposing Kaepernick, opposing the change of the Washington Redskins name, and they're all in now. And I'll tell you what. They're all in now. 
Cut 13, go. And the NFL has announced new rules to guarantee more opportunities for minorities and women. This comes after former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores filed a lawsuit against the league and three of its teams for racial discrimination. Trevor Alt has more from outside NFL headquarters in New York. Hi, Trevor. Diane, these are really big changes from the NFL as the league has been facing increasing scrutiny and pressure from a lot of people who say their minority initiatives simply were not doing enough. And so beginning this upcoming season, all 32 NFL teams will be required to hire a minority or woman in a prominent offensive coaching position. The goal is to then create more highly sought after head coaching minority candidates and then ultimately some more minority head coaches, which a lot why, of people why, say. Why not just replace the commissioner of the NFL with a minority. Right, Mr. Bidder? Why not just replace the commissioner? Why not? Why doesn't the commissioner demonstrate by example what he's talking about? I think the commissioner should be a transgendering minority, Mr. Producer. Enough with the talk. I think the chief executive office or officer of Disney should be a transgendering minority. Why do they just talk these games? Why not do what they say should be done? Why not? I'll be right back. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. Well, ladies and gentlemen, according to Tom Brokaw, honestly, I didn't even know he was still, uh, well, functioning, still coherent, and apparently he's not. He's on the morning schmo show, of course, on MSLSD, and he blames, among other things, Fox News for Putin attacking Ukraine. How perverse. I'm sure he tried to get Trump's name in there, but he forgot. But listen to this. John Brokaw, or as I used to call him, Brokejaw, Tom Brokejaw, on the morning schmo show. Cut 16, go. During the state of, of Vladimir Putin reminds me of that famous line from boxer Mike Tyson. He said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Well, guess what? Who's getting punched in the mouth right wow, now? Wow, he's quoting Mike Tyson. Isn't he cool? Very cool, this. Uh, Putin's getting punched in the mouth. Maybe so, Tommy. 
but an uh, awful lot of people getting slaughtered in the meantime, don't you think? And we should be giving more weapons to the Ukrainians, don't you think, Tommy? Tommy's a big Democrat. Go ahead. From the beginning. Matter of fact, I'll tell you a little story. I'll tell you a little story. I don't know, Rich, if it was you who saw this, but somebody saw it. Maybe it was Gunzelman. My book, Rescuing Sprite, was the second book I ever wrote. And I wrote Rescuing Sprite before I wrote Liberty and Tyranny. Because our our dog Sprite passed away, and I didn't want to write what would become known as Liberty and Tyranny. I was not in the mood to write at all. Um, I just don't handle these things very well. I kind of keep to myself. But what happened was, the first week it came out, Rescuing Sprite sold an enormous number of books for a dog book by me, just because I'm a dog person, but I'm not like a dog expert. People didn't expect a book like that from me. But the book did extremely well. The many went to a local rescue, much of it, went to rescues throughout the country. I was attacked for, what was it, pay for play, right, Mr. Producer? I didn't even keep the money. How was that pay? Well, it doesn't matter. So anyway, we sold ten to 15,000 more books than Jan Rovall. But there was no way the New York slimes and its and its invisible, faceless leftists who make these decisions about the list, no way they were going to allow Mark Levin and his dog book to beat Tom Brokaw. So that first week they gave us number three and Brokaw number two, even though that we were number two and Brokaw was number three. Every time... Tom, you understand what I'm saying there, Tom? Let's start from the top. Go. The current state of, of Vladimir Putin reminds me of that famous line from boxer Mike Tyson. He said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Well, guess what? Who's getting punched in the mouth right now? From the beginning, Putin has been a warmonger with a sour face. He obviously thought he could run over Ukraine while President Biden was under constant attack by Fox News and ever more poisonous right-wing political organizations. Putin thought Ukraine's president was just a boy comedian. Okay, what, what kind of... What, what, first of all, he always sounds like he's out of, out of breath. <laughs> or on the toilet. Anyway, uh, that said... What kind of stupidity is this? He obviously thought he could run over Ukraine while President Biden was under constant attack by Fox News and ever more poisonous right-wing political organizations. President Biden's under quote-unquote attack by the vast majority of the American people who, thinks he's, who think he's lousy, who think he's no longer cognitive, and they're right who are suffering under his t- policy decisions. And there he is, Tom Brokaw, defending him. They're all out of the closet now. They're all completely out of the closet. We knew what they were, but now they, they can't control themselves. They can't control themselves. Now, earlier today, I talked about how Trump's under attack. 
how they want to bring criminal charges, how Dan Scavino's under attack, how Peter Navarro's under attack, how the whole group's under attack. And I also explained earlier how Ginny Thomas is under attack, Clarence Thomas is under attack, Ted Cruz is under attack. Why? Well, they're not going to write about Biden, the moron, and what he's done to our country, to our border, how he's hurt us overseas and all that. They're not going to talk about what Biden's doing to the state of Israel and how he's propping up a nuclear regime in Iran. They're not going to do that. They're not going to get into any. They're not going to get into why Biden should give MIGs and tanks. MIGs and tanks, you know, send them through a NATO country or something. To the Ukrainians, not we're all not going to talk about that. And now we have an independent woman called Ginny Thomas. Now I confess she's not African American, but she's married to an African American. You would think for those keeping count based on race, this would be a big deal. This would matter, but it doesn't. First, they hated her husband, Clarence Thomas. Still do. And they hate her. Why? Because she thinks for herself. So here comes Hakeem Jeffries at a press conference today. He wants to replace Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. Well, maybe he'll put on a dress then. I don't know if he wants to replace her. And by the way, what would be wrong with that today? Nothing. Can't tell from a guy from a gal. It's what's between your ears anyway. Not what you're wearing and between your legs. We all know this now. We've all been taught properly. Just ask your kids. Just ask the Disney employees. Cut 17, go. It is deeply troubling that the ah, wife shut of Shut up, you idiot. Everything's deeply troubling with you. You jerk. Now, let's go to Representative Jamie Raskin whose father had close ties to the old communist Soviet Union, Institute for Policy Studies he helped found. Go ahead, Google it. Whose wife was so lousy, even Manchin couldn't vote for her. But here he is, and guess what? He's on with Chuck Todd. See, they never have radicals in the Democrat Party. They can have anti-Semites. They can have communists, Marxists. But they're all mainstreamed by Chuck Todd and the other frauds, phonies, and fools. Go ahead, cut 18. Let me move to the Jenny Thomas situation. Um, what would be, why would you want to subpoena her? See, this is called a setup question. See, if you're a serious reporter, and of course Chuck is not, the schmuckster, the question would be, you would subpoena the wife of a sitting Supreme Court justice? That's never been done in American history. What about separation of powers? But Chuck is a moron and a hack. It's the worst combination. Look at the guests he always brings on. Clowns, the most radical morons in the body politic. And every now and then a couple of slobs like Chris Christie, you understand. Cut 18, go. Well, look, let's start with this. Jenny Thomas is a private citizen who has every bit as much right as you or me or anybody else to engage in political activity. Oh, she thank also- you. Thank you. Jamie, is that your name? Jamie? No offense to you patriots who's, who are named Jamie, but really, Jamie? Go ahead. Oh, 
is equal to everybody else and has no more right to engage in criminal insurrection or coup plotting than anybody else She was does. not involved in a criminal insurrection or coup plotting, you moron. And by the way, this is what your party does every day in insurrection and coup plotting. Every day. Jamie. And Jamie's been involved in all of it. Is that his real name or is it James or Jamie? It's okay if you're a little kid. I got no problem with that or your girl, but excuse me, a, uh, a would-be, uh, uh, whatever. An insurrection. You see, she's involved in an insurrection because she said to the chief of staff in so many words, you need to fight this. She didn't say take up arms. She didn't say blow up the Capitol. She didn't say charge the Capitol building in a violent way. She didn't say parade or trespass on the Capitol building. She said fight it because constitutionally you can. What did he say? I said what I said. Am I next? By the way, I have weird thoughts about being subpoenaed before this committee, Mr. Producer. I really do. I would demand a public hearing. I would demand that this committee confront me in a public forum. Are you listening, Liz? Because I'm not kidding. Now, they don't have any predicate to call me, but if they would, I would not object. I will go in front of that committee as long as it's publicly aired. And I would address each one of these members and their staff. Every one of them. I would tell them what I think of them. They can bang their damn gavel all they want. You want my texts? You want my emails? There are no texts and emails relating to any of this. But I would want my day, and I'd want it in open public. Do you know why we have open trials, ladies and gentlemen? So the sort of thing this committee is doing can't be done to human beings. That is gathering information and leaking it. Creating people, creating impressions of people, creating the impression that people are guilty of something. Because nobody has an opportunity to fight back. Nobody has a lawyer on the inside for the Republicans. Nobody. Now this is shocking. And I talked about this earlier. How this committee is working a parallel path with the criminal investigators at the Department of Justice. I want you to listen to the first hour of the program tonight either through the podcast or on MarkLevinShow.com when we complete it. If you haven't heard the first hour, please listen to it and share it, because I know exactly what's going on. Uh, Tom Brokaw. It's not Fox News, Tom Brokaw. Have you ever played the game, Would You Rather, with your kids? Would you rather be a donkey or an elephant? That was an easy one. Here's another easy one. Would you rather overpay for cell phone service every month to a company with leftist values? Or pay about half with pure talk and support a company who cares about your values and loves this country. 
It's time to ditch Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. They're ripping you off. Pure Talk has the same, exactly the same, 5G coverage as one of those big guys, but saves the average family over $800 a year. I made the switch. You should, too. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids if you want to switch over. It's up to you. Unlimited talk text, 6 gigs a day to just 30 bucks a month. Hello! Or get unlimited data and still save a fortune. Here's what you do. I want to encourage you to do it very strongly. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. Not all the red tape, not all the... Where you don't understand the person. You ever have that problem, Mr. Producer? Or press this button for this and that. No, no. In 10 minutes, it's done. Painless. You'll start saving money for exactly the same service. Dial pound 250, say Mark Levin. Pound 250, say Mark Levin. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. By the way, next hour, we have the candidate who's running against Dizzy Lizzie Cheney for the Republican nomination in the great state of Wyoming, Harriet Hagman. So I hope you'll, you'll listen for that. You know what's interesting? Uh, because this Will Smith slapped, uh, who did he slap? What's his name again? Chris Rock. I'm sorry. Now you know all about his life, right? I had no idea that the Smiths had an open marriage, that they both sleep around. First of all, what kind of a marriage is an open marriage where they both sleep around? Why have a marriage at all? That's not how you build a marriage. That's not how you build a life relationship. I mean, I don't want to get into this too much, but isn't it? It's really kind of grotesque, to be perfectly honest. And apparently they were kind of open about it. She was very open about it. He was quasi-open about it. So now people are learning more. Like, I didn't know anything about this. Learning more about this. than they probably ever wanted to know. At least that's me. I didn't want to know. Now I know. It's gross. And this is what Will Smith will be remembered for. After all these years of working to be a serious actor, loved by so many, he goes up there and hits Chris Rock. 
looks like a real slug, real punk, and uh, he and his wife cheat on each other openly. You know, at least in the old days when actors would cheat on each other, and they did. I don't think they had open marriages, you know, somebody sliming around on the other. They didn't brag about it, it wasn't open, you know, that sort of thing. They at least had enough respect for the audience, for the American people. But not anymore. They hate your guts. They want your money, but they hate your guts. That's the truth. And we had a killer ratings against the Academy Awards. You know, I have to go up against the Academy Awards, the Globe, the football, basketball, baseball. I have to do it on radio, too. And we kick butt. May I say that, Mr. Producer? I think I will. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. New York Post. Disney slams Florida for signing Don't Say Gay Bill into law. It's not a Don't Say Gay Bill. It's like the word insurrection. The Walt Disney Company has come out against Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. So the media now using this phraseology. After it was signed into law yesterday by the state's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, the company has been beset with controversy from within as its left-leaning workers staged a walkout to protest management's initial reluctance to denounce the measure while its conservative employees urged higher-ups to stay neutral on hot-button political issues. Florida's HB 1557, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, why is it known as the Don't Say Gay Bill? Because the Democrats in Florida trying to defeat DeSantis came up with that marketing scheme. And The people on the left, the Democrats, the LGBTQI community, and all their so-called nonprofit organizations, they all got behind it because that's what they do. 
the don't say gay bill should never have passed and should never have been signed into law reads the statement from Disney Corporation, which posted the message on its corporate Twitter feed Monday. Our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature, struck down in the courts, and we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. The statement added, we are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of LGBTQ plus members of the Disney family, as well as the LGBTQ plus community in Florida and across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a, such a grotesque distortion of what's going on. This law protects your children and protects the rights of parents. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, or if you're transitioning, if you don't know what the hell you are, where the hell you want to go. None of that matters. Any rational adult, any responsible adult and parent understands that your preschool to third grader should not be dragged into this discussion about transsexual activities, procedures, gay, straight, that your children are too young that they're supposed to be developing their thinking abilities. They shouldn't be the subjects of propaganda from the radical left. But apparently, ladies and gentlemen, that's now discrimination. If you do not embrace the Democrat Party and its American Marxist agenda, there's something wrong with you. You're to turn your back on your children. You're to close your mind on your children. You're not supposed to know what they're doing, and you're not supposed to care what you're doing. That's what the opponents of this bill believe. Equality Florida, an LGBTQ plus advocacy group, has vowed to wage a legal battle against the law. Oh, so now we're going to have judges decide if your kids can, can learn this stuff, which is really filth. Little kids shouldn't be learning about sex, period. I don't care. In recent weeks... Disney has been scrambling to contain the fallout over its response. We'll scramble some more. You won't find me stepping a foot into Disney. Period. They have a Mickey Mouse operation. Recent weeks, Disney's been scrambling. It bars teachers from discussing LGBTQ topics like sexual orientation or gender identity with students unless they're in fourth grade or higher. I object to that. What do you think of that? The battle over Disney's, that is, I don't object to those young kids, obviously, not having to be subjected to this, but I object to older kids having to be subjected to this. This is a public school. The battle over Disney's political leanings reaches as high as the C-suite, with current CEO Bob Chapek reportedly preferring to stay out of partisan debates and chafing at interference from his progressive-minded predecessor, retired executive chairman Bob Iger. Bob Iger's a putz. He's a putz. Disney attempted to stay out of the public debate over Florida's law, but the situation intensified on February 24, when Iger tweeted that he agreed with President Biden's stance that it was a hateful bill. You're a hateful jerk, you moron. This is all a lie. And he was undermined by his predecessor. 
So Bob Iger's behind us, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Iger. A Democrat who has uh, even considered running for president. Made hundreds of millions of dollars off of Disney. No thanks to him. No thanks to him. How appalling. Then we have the likes of Elizabeth Warren on CNBC today. Now they hate Elon Musk. I don't know Elon Musk. I'm not even sure what his politics are. But I like this guy more than dislike him. The guy is a genius. But they hate him. They hate him because he made money. They hate him because he's not part of the uh, government infrastructure, if you will. Elizabeth Warren has created nothing. She's a nobody. Cut three, go. He recently said he'll pay $11 billion in taxes last year, and yet you've said he needs to stop freeloading off the rest of this. Does that really ring true to you? So So here, Elon Musk is going to pay, he paid $11 billion last year. And she accuses him of freeloading. Why? Because she's a Marxist, that's why. Go ahead. Shouldn't he be celebrated and not disparaged as some sort of modern-day robber baron? So, look, I'm happy to celebrate success, but let's remember, Elon Musk didn't make it on his own. He got huge investments from the government, from taxpayers, from those public school teachers and those minimum wage workers. Oh, my God, you believe this? Lots of people go to school... And turn out to be lousy. We people go to school and turn out to be criminals. People go to school and turn out to be left-wing kook senators from Massachusetts. You see how they downplay and degrade success? The contributions to society that this man Elon Musk has made? The number of people who have jobs as a result of Elon Musk? And not just at the manufacturing assembly line in the plants. But everything associated with it, moving down the chain, all the other businesses. Remember how many times we've done my pencil and so forth? I guess we'll have to do that again one day. But Elon Musk creates jobs. Elizabeth Warren lies about getting jobs. Pretend she's an indigenous native person. When in fact, she's just another big mouth leftist. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Liz Cheney has uh, basically turned her back on her constituents in Wyoming. They only have one congressman, and they need help. And has done everything she can to burn down the Republican Party and to use a Nancy Pelosi committee of Congress with some of the worst people on that committee. Adam Schiff, Swalwell, I believe, or Askin, people of that sort anyway, I think so, to try and destroy Donald Trump and his supporters. And they are leaking to the left-wing media They're using subpoenas like they're handing out popcorn. Uh, They are running a parallel investigation where they hope President Trump and others will be criminally caught up in this, this trap that they're setting. 
This really is very, very tyrannical. And she needs to be defeated. I know she wants to run for president of the United States. So I want to ask Herod Hageman, do you think Liz Cheney should be president, let alone a congressman from the state of Wyoming? You decided to challenge her in the Republican primary there. Absolutely not, Mark. I think you ask a very valid question, which is she isn't fit to start to represent Wyoming in Congress right now. And the idea of someone who has these kind of dictatorial and tyrannical, um, I, I, I guess you'd say, proclivities uh, doesn't bode well for our republic. And she hides behind the Constitution and acts like she's doing it all for the Constitution. Doesn't explain what she means in that regard. But we don't want someone who's willing to abuse their power to destroy someone that they view as a political enemy. Yet that's exactly what she's doing, and it's what she has publicly stated she's doing. She's made very clear that the purpose of this committee is to make it so that Donald Trump never gets near the Oval Office again. But, uh, you know, I don't know that anybody died and made her king. And the fact is that it's not for her to decide uh, that kind of a, or make that kind of a decision or to use this kind of a committee to further that agenda. Clearly, this is an abuse of power. They've admitted what their agenda is, and it doesn't have anything to do with truth-finding. It has to do with destroying somebody and his supporters. Mm-hmm. This is the sort of thing that the old Soviet Union did. This is the sort of thing Stalin used to go, go after his political opponents, uh, even if they were out of office at the time, uh, didn't want any competition. Liz Cheney has uh, decided that she didn't like Donald Trump's foreign policy. She didn't like the way he spoke about NATO, and yet he was right. And he caused NATO to spend more money than otherwise it would. She didn't like the way he talked about the Middle East, but as a result of his policies, peace broke out in the Middle East. And Israel never had a a friendlier president than Donald Trump. We can go from one country to the next to the next. Liz Cheney's been wrong about a lot, and yet she appears on these media sites. And in these media newspapers, they used to trash her father. She's praised by groups that went after Halliburton. She's really turned out to be the, uh, the, the, Rasp, the, the Rasputin of politics, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's an interesting description of her because that's exactly what we're dealing with is she did not like Donald Trump's foreign policy. And one of the things that's, that so many people will point out is they'll try to, in, in her defense, say, well, she voted with President Trump 93% of the time. I, I disagree that she has that conservative of a voting record, but I think what you need to look at is the, one, the things that she broke from him on. And I think those are some of the most important issues we're dealing with. And I also think that there's some of the most important issues that really expose who and what she is, and that is someone who is a globalist. She's a globalist. She wants to be meddling in other countries' affairs. She thinks that the United States should be involved in all kinds of things throughout the world. And as you pointed out, Donald Trump made the NATO countries pay, come closer to paying their fair share. She disagreed with him. What I can't figure out is why in the world anybody from the United States would not support President Trump in that endeavor. And look, look what he did. Look what he was able to do. Germany did increase the amount that they paid into NATO. Now they've got a terrible mess on their hands because the current administration's energy policy is such a disaster. But the reality is Donald Trump warned them. He sat across the table from them as they smirked. And he told them, if you don't wean yourself from Russian energy, you're going to find yourselves in a terrible position. 
people like Liz Cheney and the Germanys just kind of laughed and nodded and, and, and tried to pat him on the head and that sort of thing, and then pursue their own policies. But he was absolutely right, and that's what has happened on so many things. She broke from him when he, when he tried to, to pull out of Syria. Every time that he attempted to disentangle the United States from some kind of a foreign intervention, she fought hard against him. She does not believe in the America First agenda. She made it clear during his administration she didn't believe in the America First agenda. Again, I'll say it. She's a globalist. She believes in, inter, in, in, in intermeddling with uh, uh, other countries. She believes in regime change. She's, she is her father's daughter in that regard. And uh, it, it, it hasn't made our country safer. Uh, what it has done is it has created, again, the disaster that we're seeing with the current administration and, and even the election of the current administration. So I disagree with Liz Cheney on a lot of things. Those are just some of them. Now, it's also the job of a congressman to serve the best interests of their constituents. That's a full-time job. And yet I'm being told her full-time job is serving with her left-wing Democrat kook friends, you know, undermining people's due process rights, issuing subpoenas to embarrass people. Um, They're all leaking stuff about individuals that they're not supposed to be, trying to get criminal charges brought against former Trump officials, if not President Trump himself. I mean, uh, that's not really serving the interests of the uh, people in Wyoming, is it? No, and she has admitted that the vast majority of her time is spent on the January 6th commission. And you named the names before, uh, Adam Schiff. She has aligned herself with Adam Schiff and uh, uh, Jamie Raskin, two of the absolute worst swamp creatures in the world. How you could ever align yourself with Adam Schiff against the people of Wyoming or the voters of Wyoming is just beyond us. And that's absolutely what she has done. She's admitted doing it. We see her in the picture. She's working on that committee. And that's exactly right. They leak what they want the public to hear. That's why this entire commission is so incredibly dangerous, because it's a star chamber situation. They're acting as the, as the investigators. They're acting as the prosecutors. They're going to act as the judge, and then they're going to act as the jury. We didn't send her to Washington, D.C. to act as the judge and jury of, of Donald Trump or his supporters. We sent her there to address our issues such as uh, public land use and uh, the war on coal and the war on energy and trying to... to Uh, secure our border and energy independence. We sent her there for the purpose of addressing the issues that are important to Wyoming, and that's not what she's focusing on. She's using our congressional seat to further her own political agenda that the people of Wyoming not only disagree with, but she's doing it at the expense of all of the other issues that are so important to us uh, that I just summarized, and there are many more beyond that. She's not working for Wyoming. She's working for herself and uh, the left-wing Democrats. The other thing is they're covering up and trying to deflect attention from the absolute abject failure of this administration. And what we know we're going to see is that this commission starting in July, August, September, October, they're going to start throwing a lot more information out there in order to try to, prov- to, to attack Republicans and try to find some desperate way of holding on to the House. And Liz Cheney is right in the middle of that. She is a useful tool 
for the uh, for the left wing for the le- for the politicians and the left wing media to attack Republicans, and she's going to continue to be used for the next six week six months to try to prevent us from retaking the House. She's really a disgruntled former Republican leader. The the rank and file in the House have rejected her. The uh, Republicans in America have rejected her. She's now a favorite of the media. We've seen this this song before. Um, she almost strikes me, and I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but she strikes me as obsessed and almost unstable about this. Now, I'd like to like to bring you back after the break here, uh, Harriet Hageman. If you'll hold on, I'd appreciate that. Thank you. All right, and you can go to HagemanForWyoming.com. That's H-A-G-E-M-A-N for Wyoming.com. She could sure use your support. All the big boys and big girls in Washington are helping Cheney. Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Harriet Hageman is the Republican primary opponent to Liz Cheney in Wyoming. Uh, Harriet, when is the uh, election there? The primary is August 16th, and that will really decide the election here because I don't anticipate the Democrats will be fielding anyone, and if they do, they'll be a pretty weak candidate. The Democrats have made clear that they're going to come out and cross over vote, and they're going to vote for Liz Cheney. So that gives you an idea of of who her base is anymore. If people want to learn more about me, they can go to HegemanForWyoming.com. There's a lot of information about my history and background and what we're doing and policies and all of that, and I'd sure welcome any help people are willing to give. Uh, but that's August 16th is the primary. That's going to be who decides uh, who is Wyoming's next congresswoman. So Democrats can vote in the Republican primary there? Yes, they can. They, we, uh, there's a, they're allowed to cross over. They can actually walk in the day of the election, mm-hmm. cross over, become a Republican for a short period of time, and walk out. Uh, there's been an effort to, to stop that for quite a few years now. It failed in this last legislative session yet again. I'm sure that Liz Cheney was behind that. Uh, but the, the, the fact is that they can, but I, I'm very confident that I can beat Liz Cheney in a head-to-head competition in the state of Wyoming. So, uh, But that's just one of the things people need to understand, that we have that kind of an idiosyncrasy in uh, Wyoming's elections. And, of course, she can't win without a lot of Democrat votes, can she? No, I don't believe that she can. I, I think that her polling is so far down that uh, she can't. So she's going to be dependent. I know that there's going to be a concerted effort for the Democrats to come out and support her, not because they necessarily support her policies, but they recognize how useful she is right now to the Democrats, again, in deflecting attention, as well as attempting to, as she says, do everything in her power to make sure that President Trump is uh, never gets anywhere near the Oval Office again. And as you've pointed out a couple of times her efforts to destroy any supporters that he has so that's what her goal is right now the democrats like that they're going to support her as long as that's the agenda that she has and so they will come out and support her in august but again i'm I'm confident we can beat her you know that's a real abuse of power to use taxpayer funds and to use the one seat that wyoming has uh to to obsessively go after a political opponent and then to try and criminalize politics. 
which, of course, Congress is not supposed to be doing, and to, and, and to really abuse constitutional due processes and the subpoena power. Yes. She really has abused her office and has abused power in the name of, of course, the law and the Constitution. I would ask you this. Yes. If she's not going to speak up for the people of Wyoming in the House, who in the world is? Nobody. Well, that's why we need to replace her, because she, we only have one congressional seat. We're the largest district in the United, in the United States, because Wyoming is almost 99,000 square miles. And right now, we don't have anyone to represent us for a couple of reasons. One, instead of being on the Natural Resource Committee, she's on Armed Services and the January 6th Commission. That tells you her priorities. They're not Wyoming priorities. They are priorities of the elite in Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C. And then the other fact is is that she has burned so many bridges in Washington, D.C., that her that the her fellow congressmen and women will, don't work with her and they can't work with her. We're going to be having uh, a, a – we, we've received an enormous number amount of support from the sitting members, uh, Leader McCarthy, Elise Stefanik, Rand Paul. We're going to be releasing names of other folks who are endorsing us, and really it's a vote of no confidence against Liz Cheney. For the first time in history, that's what's happening, is that there's a lot of congressional representatives, Republicans, on the full spectrum, both uh, moderate or more liberal Republicans, as well as conservative Republicans, are coming out against Liz Cheney because they can't work with her and she will not further the Republican or conservative agenda. So right now, Wyoming really doesn't have any representation in Wyoming. She's using our seat to further her agenda. It's not our agenda. We are entitled to representation, and the fact is she doesn't live in Wyoming. She hasn't lived in Wyoming for a long, long time. In fact, since she was a little girl. She bought a house there in 2012, but other than that, she lives in Northern Virginia with her husband and, and children. Her husband is a, is an attorney with one of the big law firms in D.C., a law firm that's actually done work for the Chinese Communist Party. So on the one mm. hand, while she comes out and decries China, at the same time, her, her own family, she's making money directly off the Chinese Commun- Communist Party, Kazakhstan and other countries like that. So, you know, it's just, it's really the swamp. I hate to use that terminology, but the fact is, sometimes it applies, and I'm not trying to be trite when I say that. These really are the power couples. It's the Jamie Raskins and his wife, who they just had the poll in terms of her mm-hmm. uh, of, of her nomination to the Federal Reserve because she was so horrific. Well, that's Liz Cheney's best friend. Jamie Raskin is Liz Cheney's best friend. That's who she's hanging out with. That's who she is who is helping her to set policy. And what's so interesting is is that uh, Jamie Raskin and his wife are absolutely as opposed as anybody in this country to our fossil fuel industries in the state of Wyoming. His wife has come out and said that we should be able to block getting capital to oil and gas companies, coal companies, coal companies that produce energy. She wants to stop banks being able to loan them money. That's, that is who Liz Cheney is hanging out with, the people who want to destroy the most important industries in my state. It is truly unbelievable. And of course, his father and this is not a conspiracy, had ties to the old Soviet Union, the Institute for Policy Studies. And I'm sure the Raskins hated Liz Cheney's father's guts and George Bush and all the rest. It is amazing uh, how these things turn the way they have. But uh, Liz Cheney strikes me as somebody who is very focused on Liz Cheney, very focused on the attention she gets. Um, She also strikes me as somebody who does not believe in fairness. What I'm hearing from people is that when they go into these uh, 
depositions and so forth, she's often present, and she's very rude and nasty to each and every one of them. We have hundreds of people who are serving in jail for nothing more than parading on public property and trespassing on public property. I'm not talking about violent people. I'm talking about other people who got caught up in this. And this committee, this commission, doesn't give a damn about any one of them. Moreover, notice they don't ask for texts or emails from Nancy Pelosi or anything who was supposed to protect that building was offered National Guardsmen from the President of the United States. This committee's not interested in any of that. So in addition of her friendship with Raskin and and Schiff and so forth, she is the Republican face. She is the useful Mm -hmm. idiot, my phrase, for Nancy Pelosi. Your final thoughts. Well, absolutely. And the fact is that there's equal protection under the laws, and there's also due process. And what you can see, and again, it's it's the abuse of power of this commission, they are hell-bent on destroying people, not finding out what happened, on destroying people. Who is Ray Hepps? Who were the provocateurs? I agree with you. We don't support anybody who did anything violent or, or destroyed property. But there is a lot of facts that are going to go un, uh, unaddressed, that are going to be unexposed, that are going to be swept under the rug because they have one narrative and they have one purpose. And the narrative is that Donald Trump did it and the purpose is to destroy him and his supporters. This isn't about what, finding out what happened. This is a star chamber, abuse of process, abuse of power, uh, type situation where you have a group of people who are going to, who are using the full weight of the federal government to destroy people. I'd like to give you my strongest support, Harriet Hegeman. I think you would be an excellent member in the House for Wyoming and for the country. I think uh, Liz Cheney is right now an absolute poisonous disaster, and uh, and I wish you all the best in this primary. I want to encourage. My uh, my Levinites out there to go to Hageman for Wyoming dot com H A G E M A N for Wyoming dot com and give whatever they can and thank you. And we're going to definitely have you back. That's a long way off in August. Mark, I can't wait. Uh, you know, it's so wonderful to visit with you. You you the, the the knowledge and the experience and the history that you have, your understanding of the Constitution. I really have so much respect for you, and I'm excited to be able to come back and continue to talk about these important issues. Thank you for caring about Wyoming. Thank you for caring about my state. Thank you for what you've been doing for my country. Well, God bless you. And thank you, ma'am, for taking on uh, Cheney and hopefully winning this seat. You take care of yourself. Thank you. You she, as well. She sounds fantastic, does she not, Mr. Producer? Absolutely perfect, as Nancy Pelosi would say. I'll be right back. Mark in. Brooksville, Florida, the great WXJB. Bob, go right ahead, please. Hey, Mark. Um, I heard you talking a little while ago about the uh, Florida Don't Say Gay Bill. To me, by Disney going against this, they're basically supporting pedophiles because you know what's going to happen when some of these wacko teachers trying to start teaching this stuff, and I am totally against that. I don't think our children should be exposed to this. Little kids, I mean, this is a common sense bill. I don't even think it goes far enough. It goes to third grade. It should go all through elementary school at a minimum. This is really grotesque. Bob, I want to thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue, shall we? 
Bruce, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the great K-E-L-O. Go right ahead, sir. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. And you've already touched on this, of course, but when is the committee ever going to ask for Nancy Pelosi's emails and all of her communications with the mm-hmm. FBI and everybody else when it was her main job to protect the Capitol? And, of course, it's... Well, no, Stalinists no never, never turn on Stalin. You know that. <laughs> of course. But it should not be a rhetorical question. And I would mm-hmm. hope that the Republicans, uh, your last lady that was on, would campaign on that, that, okay, it's our turn to investigate. And let's see if Nancy Pelosi's name turns up on Hunter Biden's computer or his laptop. And I would love really to see the out. text messages between Nancy Pelosi and everybody during this period of time. That's worth the subpoenas cover, or for that matter, any member of this committee, including Liz Cheney. They would be fascinating, and they tell us a lot, wouldn't they? Well, and that's exactly what I hope happens when the Republicans take control of the House and the Senate this fall. And I hope that they have the cojones to do that. I've begged our Senator Thune to say something about these things. Uh, good He's luck starting with that. To Oh, he is? I know. But But you make a good point. The Republicans in control, they need to go ahead and subpoena Nancy's uh, records and and so forth. Bruce, thank you for your call, my friend. I want to just keep plowing ahead here. Lisa, Toms River, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go right ahead, please. Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Mm -hmm. I have personal experience. I was an assistant teacher, kindergarten teacher. And at the end of the day, this was in North Jersey, at the end of the day, I'm doing backpacks, the head teacher's on the road with the children, reading them a story about penguins. The next thing I hear her say is, you know, and I, to the boy, the toughest boy in the class, you know, you could be a girl when you grow up. And he was outraged. He, he just says, I'm a boy. Why would you say that to me? And here's a five-year-old. And she says, well, I'm just telling you your possibility. When you get older, you can become a woman. So it blew me away. I mentioned it to the school nurse who's conservative like I was. And uh, to make a long story short, two months later, I got fired because I'm a conservative. And um, that, that just ended it. And not only that, they went after me where they didn't want to give me unemployment the school i couldn't talk to anybody the teachers the parents no one i had to you know i had to be quiet about it and the most important thing are the children and i saw this boy who was so upset and devastated by the thought. did you ever get your unemployment i did because i fought them on it i fought them um, for you on a, on a committee all right my friend sorry you had to go through that unfortunately i know you're not alone but I appreciate that. Bill Porter, Texas, the great KTRH. How are you, Bill? We should do everything possible to help Ukraine. Um, what it is, Ukraine suffered persecution from Russian imperialism over the centuries through the Russification of Ukraine. And under communism, 30 million Ukrainians were murdered by starvation under the whole of the not, not 30 million. There are only 44 million there. But, but anywhere from 5 to 10 million, that's correct. Okay, and um, anyway. and I agree with you. We ought to load them up with the weapons they need, and Russia needs to be defeated right there and right then, so this doesn't spread into the NATO countries. And so uh, Xi understands what's what's in store if he invades Taiwan and so forth. But 
That's not what Biden's doing. Biden is not leading, despite what Brokejaw has to say or any of these other Democrats. The American people know this. You look at the Fox poll and other polls, they do not believe Biden is leading, and he's not. Even cutting off Russian uh, uh, oil, which is difficult to do, I, I mind you, but nonetheless, the Democrats and Republicans were going to do that and send him a bill uh, from Congress, and he asked the Democrats to hold off so he could issue an executive order, but he was behind the ball. He didn't give them Stinger missiles on time. He refused to give them uh, other missiles that were necessary, harpoon missiles, to take out the ships. Perhaps he's given them some now. Uh, the Poles were prepared to give him uh, MiG-29s. Uh, he blocked that. I don't want to hear this talk that Joe Biden's been a leader. When he buckled under the, uh, to the Russians right up to the day when they invaded, when he buckled under the, the Taliban, and now he's arming the Iranians. He's no leader. He's a fraud. He's worse than Neville Chamberlain. Thank you, sir. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, you busters and busters, you, dri- you truck drivers. We thank you. And, of course, the Ukrainian people, we stand with you. God bless you.